Welcome to the Improver Network Podcast. The Improver Network mission is to make the world better by helping faith-driven leaders, entrepreneurs, and small business owners improve personally and professionally. Finding balance and maintaining focus in a world of distractions and discouragement can be challenging and frustrating, but we're here to help you discover your purpose, become more productive, and reach your true potential. Now here's your host, Justin Winstead. Well, hello, Improvers, and welcome to the Improver Network Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Winstead, and I'm being joined today by Mr. Kyle Draper. Welcome, Kyle. How are you? Man, I am fantastic and excited to be on the show with you today. Man, I'm really pumped up about having you. You've got just a lot of positive energy, and you're the type of person that every time I get around, I'm just like, man, you know, some people, we're not going to go too deep, too negative right here, but some people can be black holes and just, you get around, they're like leeches. They just say it away, and like, you're the opposite of that. You just lighten up the room, and you know, uh, maybe I'm the leech for you. I don't know. Maybe I still hear you. (laughs) No, I would would probably say that when you and I are together, anyone within earshot is probably sickened by us. That's right. Yeah. Because it's just so full of positivity and encouragement and dreaming. Yeah. Right? Like people are like, golly, do these guys ever like say anything negative? Do they ever dislike something? That's right. That's probably what Are they're eavesdropping and trying to take our ideas. Like, oh that's a good idea. Let me see if I can beat them to that's implementing right. that. <laughs> you're gonna see an improver like a, another improver network podcast is gonna pop up and you're gonna be like, what the That's awesome, man. Well hey, uh, you know, I know you and love you and appreciate you, but uh, some of our people listening, this may be their first time to know of the Kyle Draper. So what would you like to tell people about who you are and what you do and you know what you're about? Yeah. So very simply, I my journey has been I was a youth pastor for almost a decade, and then the Lord called me out of church ministry and, and said, hey, I think I can use you more in the business world with the heart of a pastor than inside the walls of the church. And so about nine years ago now, I uh, quit pastoring, started a roofing company with my dad and my brother, uh, learned how to sell, learned how to do marketing, learned how to do social media decided that I know on the podcast, you know, this is why I love podcasting because nobody can tell that I'm, you know, the fat guy when we're doing a (laughs) podcast together. But I remember on an August day, you know, I'm 6'3", 300 pounds, and I'm standing on a roof in Oklahoma going, God, this can't be Mm. it for me. I can't, I'm not doing this for the next, you know, 20 years of my life, much less... 10 minutes of my life. You know, Not that there's was, anything wrong with those who do roofing, but yeah, no. it's for you. You just knew that wasn't your your calling. It, it just came down to God didn't design my body <laughs> to stand <laughs> yes. on roofs. God built me for the ground. Or your desire, probably. You probably didn't have the, the, the passion and desire inside either. <laughs> right, and so so my dad, he's still like, we built this to a multi-million dollar roofing company. My dad still runs it to this day. He literally lives across the street from you. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how close y'all were. Yeah. and And so... It's been an unbelievable blessing in the Draper family, but I knew there was something better. So through roofing, right? I love how God works in each kind of season of our life mm-hmm. because in the roofing season, I met a ton of realtors. And so when I decided to leave roofing, I started a company building websites for realtors. And through that season, I got tired of cold calling realtors and being like, hey, Justin, you need a website? I know you didn't think about it. But do you need one? And and so I prayed and was like, God, what am I good at? What do realtors suck at? And and what does that look like? And so what he gave me was, Kyle, you're a great communicator. You've preached for, for a mm-hmm. decade over and over and over again. And realtors are awful at social media. Mm-hmm. And so I decided I'm going to start offering social media classes to earn rapport and build trust with realtors to then turn around and sell them a website. And, and the, the thing that God gave me that day, which I think is huge for, for the listeners, is you know most people would say, I'm going to learn a new skill, and then when I feel like I'm the expert, then I'm going to take that skill out to the mm-hmm. public. And that day and never comes for a lot of people. It, it rarely comes. Right. Because the moment you think you're the expert, a new platform shows <laughs> up, right. and it's like, well, crap, now i got to go figure out what this is. So what God gave me that day was, Kyle... If you know 1% more than the people sitting in that room, you always have something of value to give them. 
And so, man, that day, I I called the biggest brokerages in Oklahoma City, which is where we were living at the time, and I booked five classes before nice. I even had a class. I lied to them, yeah. right? I was like, I got a class about Facebook. Y'all want it? And I booked five of them and was like, oh, no. You got to do it I now. have five weeks to figure out how this thing this thing called Facebook works. You had a class in your head. It just wasn't out there it, yet, it, right? It wasn't out there at all. <laughs> yes. Maybe. You're giving me a little bit of extra credit. It maybe was slightly in my head. Yeah. But that embarked me down this journey of I taught 200 classes over the course of two years for free, building rapport, perfecting my craft, and and then now it'll be five years in November. I quit doing the website company and launched into coaching and speaking with real estate agents full time. And so now for almost five years, I, I now travel the country, put on events, love on realtors and lenders. Sometimes insurance agents, y'all oh, are my man. niche, yeah. <laughs> but 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 they they need what we do, mm-hmm. and so I I get to, I guess I'm a social media expert. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't ever introduce myself that way because it's like it doesn't even feel like that should be a real job, right? <laughs> you know, you teach adults how to use Facebook. I know. And somebody the other day doing that? when I told him I did life and business coaching, I was like, so how do you become a life and business yeah. coach? I was like, well. You could really just say right now you're a life coach and you are one. 100%. You know, there's like there's a pretty yeah. low barrier to entry on calling yourself an expert yeah. or a coach or or 100%. whatever. So that's awesome. And so now now you're in this journey and you and you really you're talking about the websites, but then that's kind of morphed into more of a focus on the social media and coaching yeah. them, encouraging them. Tell us a little bit more about that and kind of what that looks like for you on a on a day to day. And yeah, go ahead. You know, we usually we save to the end like uh, promoting you know maybe your business, but let's Let's go ahead and do a little bit of that now because it ties sure. in. Like, what is it that you actually do for people? Yeah, so I I, I have kind of three separate entities kind of all running. The the first is is my actual speaking. So I travel around the country and and speak at small events, large events, private events, you know, do that kind of stuff. Uh, I get to speak in Vegas for the first time in six days. Awesome. Which I'm super, that's like the mecca of public speaking to me for some reason. Yeah. Or maybe it's because I enjoy slot machines. Well, they have so many conventions and conferences yeah. there, and that's what everybody thinks of. I'm going to, to Vegas for a convention. Yeah, and so that's what I've been building towards. Yeah. So like that's happening in six days. Then I have a company called Content Compounding, and we take long-form video content from from mostly realtors and lenders is who we niche down to, but we'll we can help anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And so we edit the videos, put them on YouTube, create short videos, TikToks and Reels for them to leverage. And so that's a, a company that I have. And then next month, I'm launching what, what I'm calling Academy 18. And it will be my coaching company, mm-hmm. helping people just navigate the waters of social media. Because what I found, as I'm sure is true for just about anybody, we blame not knowing something, but really we just need accountability Mm-hmm. And so it, it's going to serve as a as a huge opportunity of accountability for people, as well as just you know, TikTok does a new update, Instagram adds a new keep feature. Keep them informed. It's going to yep. keep them informed, keep them understanding how to leverage everything. And so, man, I, I'm I'm super pumped yeah. about all of it. Awesome, man. That sounds good. Are you familiar with the three percent rule? Have you ever have you heard of the three percent rule? I feel like you've told me about the three percent rule Maybe before. So. But the 3% rule basically just says that uh, really professionals should spend 3% of whatever their annual income is. Yeah. They should invest that back into their, yeah. their own learning. And so if you're listening out here, we're about to get into some really good content and encouragement yeah. and all that, but we're going to go ahead and do a little encouraging pitch to you right now. If you're not investing in yourself, especially if you're in the real estate industry, you may want to consider connecting here uh, with Coach Kyle and uh at least taking three percent of what you got, it may fit into into what his offerings are there. So, but regardless of where you go, you need to be investing in yourself. You need to be learning and growing and doing something. Yeah, and so. and can we add in right here that for anybody that has a coach right now or is ever considering a coach, ask that person if they're being coached. Yeah, absolutely. Because any coach that's not being coached isn't really a coach. Mm-hmm. And so I just I see so many people. That they're giving a lot of money to somebody, and if you really dig into it, like that person doesn't even value their own personal development, then why on earth would I hire you to help me with mine? Right. So yeah, they got to be getting poured into to pour out of. So 
Well, hey, one of the things we like to do early on in our podcast is uh, what we call Tell Me Something Good. And so, you know, at the Improver Network, we have a little tagline that says good and getting better. And so yeah. before we really get into the getting better piece, we always say, well, what's really good already? What's something we're thankful for, grateful for? What's been a win? Just something positive. So when you look at life right now, I mean, yeah. I, I know you didn't mention anything about your family, but you're a family man and, you know, you've got good friends, stuff like that. But tell me, what, what, what else is good and what would you like to celebrate today? I, I think a, a huge personal win, especially since I haven't talked about what matters the most to me yet, is you know I've I've been married for almost thirteen years in November. We have two kids that are nine and seven, and they started in a new school. And so, of course, as the dad, I didn't care. I knew you know <laughs> where I like rub some dirt on it, it's going to be fine. But obviously, my wife has just been incredibly nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, preparing to go to this new school, and the kids have to make new friends, and so. Um, Gosh, lots of worry has kind of been in the Draper house leading up to all that. And, you know, we're a month in now and the kids are thriving. They both love it. And uh, it's, it was just a huge answer to prayer. And so that to me, I could give you a ton of business wins. Yeah. But but there's no more valuable place than the home front. Mm-hmm. And the Draper home front is incredibly healthy right now because yeah, yeah. that burden has been able to, to go away. Fantastic, man. Well, share a business win too. Tell us because we love to balance the personal yeah. and professional here. So, and and I'm sure we'll dig into this over the course of this episode. Man, in the last probably five days, I've received over 10 leads just from my organic efforts on social media. Wow. Just being out there in front of people, educating instead of selling, right? Becoming the person of influence that someone can trust. And so, like just yesterday, I booked a speaking gig in Oklahoma City for a couple weeks from now, and I booked a speaking gig in Athens, Georgia for November, and all the stories are, somebody told me about you, we went and looked you up online, we've never seen anybody like you, when are you free? There you go. Right? requires no sales. I didn't have to convince them of anything, I didn't have to jump through any hoops, Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty cool. No, that's great. That man. What I teach actually works. All right. For me. Yes. You know? <laughs> so that's a huge win. So you mentioned Athens, Georgia. So I'll tell you, last week I had a workshop that I got to go and do with a group of dentists, and it was out in Paris, Texas. Yeah. And every time I told somebody I was going to do a gig in Paris, Texas, they said, just leave the Texas that's off. Right. It sounds so you can just leave the Georgia. I got a gig in Athens. You know, they'll assume you're going global now, so not smart. just. <laughs> Now then, I can, I'm, I'm an international speaker now. <laughs> the international, yeah. So, so, so it. you and I, man, we're big stuff. We're we're doing Athens Dude, and Paris. Geez. Look at us. So, <laughs> look at us. Oh man, how, how funny. are we giving this podcast away for free? I'm telling you, that's it. People so. need to be paying for this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun stuff, man. Well, hey, um, so. Maybe this will tie in with my next question. There's kind of a, a two and one here because you mentioned, uh, you know, what matters most or what do you value most. But there is another question, which is, if you were to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? Maybe those are the same thing, or maybe those are separate things. But why don't you just kind of chat, you know, about uh, those two ideas? What would you write a book about, and what uh, what really matters most to you? Yeah, um, man. So th- those would it would be two different things, okay. but they would be the same if that makes sense. No. You know what? There is, it's about to. <laughs> what what matters? You know what matters most to me is first is my relationship with Christ, and and then because of that, the mission that He has put on my life, right? So my my most important thing in my life to me is the simple premise of God telling me, Kyle, leave people better than you find them. Mm-hmm. Like that is that's my mission in life. Right, because I don't know if you and I are promised ten years of friendship, fifty years of friendship, mm-hmm. or we cross paths at a Starbucks once, and I just always want people going, man, I, I'm better because I came across that right. guy. Whether it was because I taught you something, or whether it was you needed a hug and God built me to give good ones, yeah. and, <laughs> and and I gave you a hug as a stranger, and for whatever reason, the warmth, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm going to call it the Holy Spirit, kind of yeah. washing over your life. And, and so that is my mission. That is the most important thing to me. So the first book I would write, and I plan to write many, but the first book I would write, I would call Just Post It. Okay. Because, and this is how it all ties in together, most people are so afraid of 
putting themselves out there on social media, but they're not afraid of having one-on-one conversations in real life. Mm -hmm. And so they should be the same, but because they're different, what I'm discovering is most people, and you mentioned Stephen Covey earlier, most people are in in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? I don't know if you remember the part where he talks about the personality ethic versus the character ethic. And he talks about how back in the day, people used to used to have the mindset of if I build build myself, if I become a greater man or woman of integrity, if I become a greater man or woman of character, right? As I get better, I can do more for people. I'm right. going to win more often. But something happened where we decided, wait a second, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Me growing and dealing with my insecurities and overcoming those obstacles, that's way harder than me going, Justin, what do you need? Mm-hmm. If you need me to smile five times during coffee to let you know that you can trust me, then I'm just going to smile five times because that's way easier right. than actually building my character. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm watching now is I, 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 if I'm not careful, I'll act a certain way with you because I know your belief system. Mm-hmm. I know what you value. Right, so so like I'm gonna act like a really good Christian with you around because you're a really good Christian. Mm-hmm. But then with these people over here, I'm probably gonna drop some f bombs and I might have too too many drinks. Mm-hmm. And and then I ask you, well, why can't you just post it? Mm-hmm. And you can't say this, but what you're saying in your head is because to one of those crowds, I'll be exposed for the fraud that I am. Mm. Because one of those people is the real you, right? And one of those people is the you you're willing to be Around to get them. what you yeah. want. And so what I'm seeing now is the people that are out there doing content at a high level, whether I agree with their lifestyle or not, they're 100% bought into who they are. Therefore, they're willing to put themselves out there. So yeah. just post it would be, I would call it like an undercover spiritual book. Mm-hmm. That on the surface, it would look like it's just about social media. Right. But it would be so much more about the depth of a person, the character and integrity, right? The soul. Sure. And so that's. No, it makes a lot of sense, man. I was reflecting with someone the other day, and, you know, we were talking about how in the past, the way, you know, business has always been the no like, and trust factor, right? Yeah. In the past, partially the way you built trust was you had a a good business name with a good business brand. You had the right certifications or licenses. You had a perception of being stable. And really, it just kind of all boils down to, you know, people trusted those who they felt like were really professional. Right. You know, that was really the thing. And it seems like there has been a shift in our mindset and in our culture and society that says, you know what, professional is good, but really more so than professionalism, I desire authenticity. Right. And, you know, uh, we're from Louisiana, and uh, we lived in the town uh, near the Duck Dynasty group, and I was just blown away by their popularity and how they just swept the country with their reality show on A&E. And they're kind of one end of the, you know, political, religious spectrum. But then on the other end, you have kind of the Lady Gaga. And it's like, you know, she kind of swept and like big movement. And there's been all kinds of people in between and in different arenas. And it's like, what causes them to have such an impact? What causes them to have such a following? And I think it's that it's not about what they actually are. It's about the fact that they are who they are and they're living it out. They're being authentic. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at there. Yeah, I think... Well, I'm not going to speak for the world, right? I'm I'm not smart enough to do that. But I just know for me that w- I used to be attracted to people like me, and now I'm finding myself attracted to simply just people that are unapologetically themselves. Mm, yeah, it's good stuff. You know, and so like I have buddies that you know, in, in three minutes they're going to say the f word fifty times. Mm-hmm. In old Kyle would have been slightly offended by that. Mm-hmm. The younger version of me, you know, and and I probably would have pushed away from people like that. But man, I I just like I'm blown away by the the true people that that got, that are truly able to just say like this is me. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. And man, I'm taking it every time because that yeah. authenticity is just so attractive. attractive. Yeah. And I think and part rare. of it is because I want to dig deeper into like what is it about you mm-hmm. that's allowed you know what was it based on something you were, you were you were raised with was it you know a book you read right what was it that caused that and so I'm I'm just super fascinated by it and sadly most of our world 
we're pushing the authentic people away. Yeah. Unless they also come into agreement with us. Yeah, because they're different, you know. And this is why I believe there's so much division in our world. Yeah. Because we can't just go, dude, I love you, whether we agree on everything or not. That's that's interesting. Uh, In our effort to try to uh, create compliance and uniformity, we're actually causing more division. We're not just letting people be their authentic self. That's uh, that's that's really neat, man. Well, uh, not to beat the dead horse here, but I would just speak to our improver uh, audience, uh, those who really identify as an improver, because we're always trying to think of how can we be better, how can we take it to the next level. And so the danger in that, as it relates to this point, is that in our efforts to be better, to grow, to emulate people who are responsible and that we uh, find attractive that sometimes we forsake who we really are and that we do leave that behind. And so this really applies to everybody, but especially improvers who are are looking to grow. Don't grow, grow yourself, adapt, evolve. It's okay to adjust, but then there's some core things yeah. that are who you are and don't leave those behind and be somebody you're not. Is that fair? What do you think about that? I think it's super fair. And can I, can I add a quick story to that? Yep. You know, so in sales, right, I, we're always taught to like go after as many people as possible, right? And so as we're taught how to kind of niche down, how to, how to decipher through who, who are our, our people and not our people, I think FOMO can kind of set in, mm-hmm. that fear of missing out. And, and I remember years ago when I first started speaking for free, I talk about God when I speak. I, t- I talk about Jesus when I speak. I don't make it weird, mm-hmm. right? I'm not having an altar call in the middle of a social media class. Mm-hmm. But I talk about Jesus as if he's a real human, because he is. Mm-hmm. So the same way I'd say my buddy Justin, my buddy Jesus, right? And, right? and so years and years ago, I had people that would say, hey, man, if you want to make it to Vegas, if you want to make it to the big stages, mm-hmm. man, you can't talk about God the way that you do. It's going to keep you from getting there. And I remember having this moment of like, Am I, am I going to kind of, you know, say the universe when what I really mm-hmm. mean is God, but I'm going to say the universe for the sake of not making mm-hmm. it weird, right? Like, am I going to do these things? And, and I, I, I decided, right, like, it's worth what I may lose to be who I am mm. versus being something I'm not for the sake of success. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I tell this story because... I've worked with several atheists up to this point now who've literally said, I know you're a Christian. I'm an atheist. Do you have a problem working together? Mm-hmm. Right? Like they saw enough value in me that they just valued my authenticity. Mm-hmm. They didn't agree with me, right. but they valued the, the honesty and integrity, integrity that I live my life with. Right. And, it, and it's been such a strong understanding to come into agreement with that we think we're cutting people out by being who we truly are, when I really think what you'll find is more people yeah. will be attracted to you if that's truly your act- your most authentic self. Yeah. Oh, so. man. I love it. That is, uh, that's good stuff, man. Well, we're still kind of in, supposed to be in the intro period here, and we're like just, we're right in. So we're in the content. So hey, the topic that we were wanting to talk about today, and this does tie in great with it, but the main topic that you and I discussed uh, chatting about was uh, potential and capacity. Yeah. You know, what can I really accomplish? Who can I become? Yeah. That kind of idea. And look, this really falls right in line with that, you know, because we're never going to be who we could really be if we're trying to be somebody else that right. we're actually not. Right. And so that's in there. So uh you know, you and I were talking earlier about confidence uh, before we jumped on the podcast, and I can tell you that a lot of our listeners, just through uh, the ones that I've coached and some of the feedback we've gotten, uh, but they struggle with this desire to be significant. It's like a lot of people know deep down they're supposed to matter and they're supposed to do something that uh, is is significant and they have yeah. purpose uh, on it, and they, they want to have an impact on the world, but yet they feel unequipped, they feel unqualified. Uh, so I know this is something that you really speak to people, and you already kind of hinted at it with the just post it, but broader than just the social media, what do you tell those people that yeah. have that desire, but uh, their fears are holding them back? So I, I love I love this conversation, and, and here's what I think. I think that what we blame on feeling unqualified, it's really just impatience. 
Mm. Right when when you travel and speak, when when you coach, I, I'm assuming this. So if I'm wrong, tell me. But I'm assuming that when you open it up to Q and A, like I do, nobody asks you questions about building good roots. Mm. Everyone asks questions about how to get the right fruit. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as a society, right, like Justin, I how, how do I, dude. How'd you grow an insurance company to the size that you did? Right. right? Like, how'd you get that many leads? How'd you close mm-hmm. that many? It's it's all it's all up here in the top. It's right. where the fruit is. Very few people, maybe a few of the right mm-hmm. ones, that then you go, man, I might start a business with that one. Cause they're asking, yeah. man, how long does it take for you to really start seeing your work pay off? Mm-hmm. You know, what what did that sacrifice look like to really begin to build those roots? In order for you to then see the fruits. Right. And 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 I really think that's a struggle because what most people lack, right, is they believe that they're here to matter. Mm-hmm. They want to matter. They want to make a difference. But if they're not receiving that calling from the right source, then they're going to seek a bunch of human beings' validation over whether they're doing a good job or not. Yeah. Right? So the difference for me was like, I've been a believer for, gosh, almost 33 years. And and as I got older, I chased things that the world said should validate you, and then they don't. If you've ever attained any of them, mm-hmm. right, they don't. And, and so what changed for me was like when I started teaching classes for free, most people would have felt like money validated them being good at that. Mm-hmm. I already I didn't need that. Right. Because my purpose was to love on those people, not mm-hmm. make a big paycheck. Right. And so I think sometimes maybe our eyeballs are chasing the the improper validation. Because if you've ever left coffee with a friend and that friend was like, Man, I needed this today. Right. That that I needed this today doesn't come with five dollar signs, you know, five zeros behind it. But holy cow, like what what's greater validation than that? Mm-hmm. And so I think we're missing the tiny validations because we're impatient for what we really want it to be. Yeah. You know, like if I would have craved Vegas seven years ago, you know how disappointed I would have been every time I come home from teaching a sure. class with three people in it? Yeah. But I didn't. I came home going, oh my gosh, like three people. Right. You know, all three of them came up and were impacted by what I had to say. So I, I think it's just a, I think it's more of our vision and the way we're looking mm-hmm. at it. And then my second thing would be, I think it's all about the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. You know, you surround yourself with people that are like, really? Justin, you're you're getting out of a business you're really good at and you're going to start the improver what? Mm-hmm. And what are y'all going to do? Right. You're going to do what with it? <laughs> That's a stupid idea. Right. Like, why do we let those people be so tight with us? Mm-hmm. So that as you're giving them these visions and dreams that the Lord's given you, they're crapping all over them. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to have some really difficult decisions in the last six years of people that I've like, man, I love you, but you cannot be in my life anymore mm-hmm. because you suck every ounce of energy out of me. Mm-hmm. You suck the creativity out. You, you do not champion any of my ideas. Mm-hmm. And so I think for a lot of people, if they're struggling with the way they see themselves, they're letting the wrong people speak into their life. And, and, and I think, not to get overly spiritual, but, you know, the Bible talks about that, like, your love for me could cause that separation from mothers to daughters, from fathers to sons, mm-hmm. right? Like... And I think we look at that as we, it's weird, mm-hmm. but I think what, what he's really saying is there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to champion what I've called you to, and I don't care if it's it's blood. Mm-hmm. They can't have a seat at the table if you want that table to go change the lives of people. So. Man, that's really good. So uh, there was a lot of goodness in that. Uh, the The main two things I pulled out of it, though, was the first point was dealing with patience and just recognizing that really anybody, when they first start out to do something significant, uh, none of those people really feel uh, 
you know, unless they're arrogant or overly confident in their personality, right. they got a big ego. The right. average person that does accomplish something big always feels uh, inadequate in that. And, yeah. you know, and again, we keep talking about scripture, but you go to scripture, almost all of the heroes of the Bible, we would call them, were people who had some issue and something that they didn't want to do the big thing because they were either too right. young or they couldn't talk the right way or they were looked down on or they were an outcast or whatever. And it's like, no, so you got to be patient, push forward on that, and then the community. Uh, I like to talk to people about their inner circle, you know, and so that inner circle is what you're telling me. Because when you say to somebody, hey, I love you, but you can't be in my life, what you're really saying is you just can't be in that circle that's like – that's speaking into me and taking away from me and all that. Like, you, you know, I've got my A circle, my B circle, my C. You might be on the other side of C, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, you can be an acquaintance, but you're not being in my A, you're not in my A and B circle. So right. is that kind of the idea of those two things and that if people can do those, it will help them uh, with reaching their potential and making that impact they want to make? 100%. That's yeah, good, I totally man. agree. I love it. Uh, well, I tell you what, man, we've got a few other things we want to talk about on this idea of, you know, what can I accomplish? Who can I be? What kind of impact can I have? And we've got uh, several more things to discuss, but let's pause uh, for just a quick break and we'll reconnect uh, with our listeners right after this commercial. This episode is brought to you by The Improver Network. Members of The Improver Network get exclusive access to bonus episodes of our podcast. Additional member benefits include educational content, encouraging community, and practical coaching to accelerate personal and professional growth. For more information about becoming a member, visit improver.network today. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Improver Network podcast. We're continuing our conversation with Coach Kyle Draper here. And the topic that we are discussing is potential and capacity. What can I really accomplish? Who can I really become? What kind of impact can I make? And so, Kyle, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, you know, with improvers, one of the things that's very consistent with the mindset of an improver is um, this inner critic and these limiting beliefs that create, you know, insecurity and fear. And for a lot of people, that leads to procrastination, And so I know that you are like really good at inspiring people to just go, like you talked about earlier with your book one day, just post it, you know, just, just get it done. So other than just you telling people, just do it, is there something else that you would speak to our audience about, Hey, don't keep waiting on it. Don't keep putting it off. What would you, what would you do to inspire them to take action? And also what if they can get motivated? Okay, I'm going to just do it. I'm just going to, and so they go and they do it one time, but like they, they can't muster the motivation every time. So when you tell them to just do it, they did it. But then the next week, maybe they had to work a little bit harder, but then they did. But by that third week, they're not just doing it anymore. So yeah. how do they how do they stay motivated and, and get rid of the procrastination there? So I, I think several things. One, there's a great book. Have you read The Five-Second Rule by Mel Robbins? No. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, yep. So it, it sounds really weird, but... Essentially, what what she talks about in that book is we can trick our brain by confusing it, and we can do it as simply as counting backwards from five. And so uh, this this is a weird story, but like so, I I just started giving myself testosterone shots. Okay, and I'm not a huge fan of needles. Like I look away when I'm getting a shot, and I don't know why I said yes to this, but so usually. It takes me on average about four minutes between the time I pull the needle out and put it above my leg and actually stick myself. (laughs) It takes me four minutes to just be like, bro, chill out, breathe. Just shoot it. It doesn't even really just shoot it, (laughs) just stab it, right? And it is, it, it, it makes me feel like such a weakling mentally. And so, uh, two days ago, I gave myself a shot. And literally, I sat down, I, I cleaned the spot, and I go, five, four, three, two, one. Boom. Boom. I stuck myself. And it was over. And I thought, why am I not more mindful of that trick? Because there's tons of things that I procrastinate on. And so that's a fascinating book. Mel Robbins is a very interesting person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's, that's a simple, yeah. I think, hack to doing it. I think the second thing to consider is if what you're trying to accomplish were easier for you, it would also be easier for everybody else. Mm. 
And so as you and I aspire to do the things in life that we want to do, when I really think about it weirdly, I'm glad it's hard because I already know that if I just don't quit, I'm going to naturally beat most other people. Right. By just that alone. Yeah. So for the people that listen to this, that like they're already counting themselves out based on talent, it's not talent. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan got cut from the ninth grade basketball team. Yeah. So it's, it's not a talent thing. It's a work ethic thing. It's a perseverance thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so for some of us, we all have things in our lives that because we're just so fueled by the passion, yeah. we don't need accountability. We don't need anybody anybody's help, right? It, it's just very simple for, for us to just be motivated to do it. But in other areas of our lives, we need that kick in the butt. And so for somebody listening, like you might need an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Don't pick an accountability partner that sucks at the same thing that you do. Right. Right? Like I've had fat accountability partners before. Yeah. And you know what happens? <laughs> I tell them I ate a cheeseburger, and they're like, man, me too. Should we start back on Monday and go to the pizza buffet? Yeah. <laughs> like it, you've got to find somebody that is a little bit further down the road than you that you can uh, you know, desire to be where they are. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's what most people need because – I know we think we should be able to say, well, I'm just passionate about it, so I should be able to motivate myself. That's just not how the world works. And if we believe, right, like we can't believe in God and not believe in Satan, mm-hmm. they have to coexist in mm-hmm. order for one to be real, mm-hmm. right? And so I truly believe that there's also an evil one out there that he knows the impact Kyle Draper's supposed to have. And so all he can do is get in my thoughts throw those self-limiting beliefs in, get me to be a little uncertain, a little unsure, a little less motivated. Mm-hmm. And he's won. He doesn't need to kill me. Right. He just needs to, to create you. those Distract inklings of, yeah. discour- of discouragement. Yeah. You know, and so that's, I mean, I think that's what I would say is to, to kind and of And I really like that. that a lot. And I tell you that for me, I've heard the idea of perseverance and part of how you win in business is you just show up when other people aren't showing up and you know you just you don't give up when other people give up and so sticking in over yeah. the long haul but the the angle that you presented really uh, sh- shed some new light on it for me and it was dealing with this idea of I've never thought about it being a competitive advantage that whenever you feel the need to procrastinate your competitors are feeling that same need but by you acting on it like even if you're skill is the same, your product, your service is all the same. Just the fact that you don't delay and you don't procrastinate gives you a competitive advantage over the others. And so I think that's kind of neat for the person who does feel insecure insecure or unqualified. They're like, well, I don't have all these other things. Well, one of your advantages is just your ability to just do it, just start it, just begin, just right. get moving on it. That automatically gives you an advantage over the other one who may be better than you, but yet right. they're, they're waiting around. Yeah, think so. Think about this morning, all right? How many people woke up going, "Man, I need to do a video today. I haven't done one all week. I got to do something." Mm-hmm. And so, how many hundreds of thousands of people in the business world all woke up with that thought? I get an idea in the car driving over to your house to record this podcast. I stop at Starbucks, and instead of what most people go, "Oh, that's a good idea." When I'm back in my studio, I'm going to do it. When I go home mm-hmm. and my, I do my hair and put my makeup on, I'm going to do it. And I was like, I got three minutes to kill in the yeah. Starbucks line. <laughs> and I record it right then and there. I post it before we hit record so that while you and I are loving on people through a podcast, my content is being engaged with. Yeah. None of that is rocket science. Right. And none of that makes me more gifted than anyone else. You just you just acted on I it. I just chose to take action. Yeah. And man, that's the I mean, look at all the like, you know, first round draft picks or the high school all-Americans that everybody's like that's the next, this is mm-hmm. the next, she's the next. The ones that don't pan out, it's never because oh, we overvalued their their skill set. Yeah. That's never why. It is a lack of motivation. It is a lack of work ethic, right? It, it is a a lack of of just you know or an or a, a a lot of distraction, right? And so, man, anybody can do this. Yeah, anybody can, right? Like 
I will lose weight if I just walk every day starting today. There's yeah. not a, yeah, maybe. Right. You just got to do it, not put it off. Yeah, no, man, I love it. Yeah, take, take action, just get going. Well, that uh, point that you made and then the recommendation of the book, when you asked me if I'd heard of it, I lied to you. I said yes because <laughs> I was like, that sounds familiar. And then I remember like the reason it sounds familiar is because of the three-second rule where you drop candy on the uh, floor right. and you can pick it back up. So I've heard of the three-second rule, the, not the five-second rule That's why book. you're skinnier than me because I always had the 10-second rule for picking up candy. Right, like, there it is. So you've thrown away a lot of candy. Hey, this is my new diet plan. <laughs> three-second rule, just delay it there uh, how about that man that's fun well hey so um so to the improvers yeah if you are hearing this from coach kyle uh you know first off just uh the, the five second rule is just another way of saying that you, you need to put a deadline on whatever it is that you're putting off yeah. and uh, there is a lot of power in what in what i like to call impending events you put an event on there it forces you to to do it same thing you said earlier with like hey i've got this workshop uh when can i come speak like you put an impending event on the calendar you have to create the content for it right so there's power in that so that's an encouragement to the improvers and then um this idea of just uh just starting it is a competitive advantage. And so, yeah, I love the uh, answers to that. And hopefully for our people who are struggling with that procrastination factor, uh, this is helpful to you. So, um, you know, we also talk a little bit about uh, perfectionism with improvers because, again, with improvers, we're always wanting to help let things reach their full potential and be the very best they can be. And so there's a challenge with the the thing you just said about just go do it, just start it. You know, it may not be great the first time. The the problem for an improver is is that we see all the gaps, we see all the problems, and we 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 really value excellence. You know, and sometimes excellence goes into perfectionism, sure. and so. That's really hard. So what do you say to the people who's like, well, I want to have a good thing. If I'm going to put something out there, I want it to have real value. I want it to be have real excellence associated. Because if I get out there and helter-skelter, that's just not a good representation of who I am. So you, you and I are very different, right? Which is, I think, what we love about each other. Yeah. And, and so I don't struggle with perfectionism 1%. Right. I I am a complete believer in the only way to know perfection is to suck first. Mm. Like it's the only way. And and so I am just a huge fan of even in the midst of me being bad at something, the the man that I am carries me through those mistakes with the right people. And and so I would rather put up a video where I mess up because that showcases my humanity mm-hmm. than to record it 18 times. And then I end up with a so-called perfect video, but that's not relatable. Yeah. Right. Because it's, it's interesting. I talk about this when I speak all the time about, right. I love to ask the room, what is a quality we strongly dislike borderline, even hate in other people. And a lot of people will say, Right? Oh, people that think they're perfect. Yeah. People that think they know everything. And then I'll follow it up with like, do we enjoy being around those people? Do we like hanging out with them? Do we mm. like asking them questions? No, we hate it. So then why are we trying to achieve the quality we hate <laughs> in ourselves? Yeah. Right? It's not, it's not relatable. And, and now, right, we kind of touched on this earlier, but in the world of sales, 20 years ago, people, if they needed insurance, they would call a friend and say, hey, who's the best agent in Colleyville? That's what they'd say. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't even think we're asking that question as much. I think we're, we're, we're just asking kind of like, who do you use? Mm-hmm. And then because of the access we have to information, it's just too easy for me to go Justin Winstead and then go... Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not even have written a single policy yet. Right. But if you come across as someone I can trust, right. I'm going to give you the opportunity. And and so I guess that this I guess this is a long-winded answer mm-hmm. to tell the improver be a little bit more willing to realize that it is in your imperfection mm-hmm. that the most people will find attraction to you. Yeah. So that that uh, goal of being perfect is actually an impossible goal, and you're really only fooling yourself 
if yeah. you do reach it. Because once you think you've got it all polished up, and once you think the script is perfect, the visuals are perfect, your makeup and hair done just right, and you are given the best image to your social media video, guess what? It's still not perfect because now nobody wants to see it. It looks like right. a looks like a commercial from a Fortune 100 company, which is what a lot of people want to put out there. But people, we don't care about the Fortune 100s. You know, that's not right. like we don't connect with them. Like they're just a business, and we know they're just after our money. But like. In the real world, we connect with people, and so yeah, yeah. That, that that's great, man. I really, I think that's some powerful advice there. So think about this. So I have a buddy that he runs ads, and so he he ran a test where they were doing voicemail drops for people, right? So for anybody that doesn't know what that is, we can essentially put voicemails on people's phones so that they're like, "Oh man, I missed Justin's call." When you didn't miss Justin's call, <laughs> we sent it directly to your yeah. voicemail on purpose because we're sending a thousand. Right. Right. So he ran this test where the first recording was a flawless recording. The second recording, he sneezed in the middle of it. Mm. And the recording with a sneeze got 4X results compared to the recording that was perfect. Why? Because you hear a voicemail with a sneeze in it, my first thought is, well, this must be real because if it were fake, he would have re-recorded it because he sneezed. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's just another fascinating example of we crave authenticity mm-hmm. way more than we crave anything else. Yeah. Man, I love that. I think that's got to be one of the biggest takeaways and uh, recurring themes of the podcast. And so we definitely uh, we need to get some shirts uh, made with that on it. So <laughs> I'll wear one. There you go. People crave authenticity. I love it, man. Well, you mentioned uh, one hack earlier with the uh, five second rule, but you know we sometimes things are just hard and you got to muscle up and just do the work. And then sometimes there are legitimate shortcuts and there's more efficient and effective ways of doing it. And so when you think about the hacks, it's like, oh yeah, I mean, here's some great tools or some recommendations or books or other things, what resources would you point people towards if they're uh, trying to, to um, again, think about their confidence, their capacity, their potential, yeah. and just have a bigger impact? So my, my favorite hack over the last two years is leveraging virtual assistants. So my, my company, we 10 of our full-time employees are in the Philippines. And, and so... They provide unbelievable value to our team, but because the world is different everywhere, right? They like the minimum wage in the Philippines is far, 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 far less mm-hmm. than what the minimum wage is here. And and so what I've seen over the last two years is I I have 10 incredible human beings that cost me less than two full-time Americans. Wow. And our company would not exist without those people. Mm-hmm. And and so for the person that you know you just you're just so com- like busy work just overwhelms you. And so you'll spend your time being busy but not productive. Mm-hmm. You could have somebody in the Philippines where minimum wage is under a dollar. You could be paying somebody $4 an hour. And they start doing all of your busy work. Yeah, and it's um, it's a and it's, it's a win for you, but it's not like you're cheating them because that's so much better than what they oh, get anyway. So our, you're able our to people, more. yeah, like dude, we I just found out last week or two weeks ago, one of our one of our team members, he for for whatever the reason he'd had to move to a different island in the Philippines away from his family, and he couldn't afford to move back, hmm. and so because working for us. He's making way more than he could have ever found working in the Philippines. Two weeks ago, he was able to move back wow. with his family. All right, so so we, we don't get hung up on wow, four dollars, three dollars, like that's so cheap. Mm-hmm. Think about what um, what minimum wage in America is, and then think about tripling that. Yeah, that's what three dollars is to that person. All right, so we have some employees that that, that we pay ten dollars an hour to. Mm-hmm. That's a drop in the bucket. Right to us here, mm-hmm. but that's ten x minimum wage. That's like one hundred and fifty bucks an hour in America. Right, and and so and they they work harder. Mm-hmm. The, like most of our team, they have MBAs, and and so they're they're brilliant people. 
And and so to me, that's like that's the, that's my favorite like life hack. Yeah. In the next two years, I'll have a hundred team members. Yeah. That that are in the Philippines and maybe even from other parts of the of the world. Right. And and I what I love the most is, you know, if we're not careful as believers, we will Americanize Christianity. Mm-hmm. And and we may not say it, but 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 we'll live as if like God died for the United States. Mm-hmm. Because I've had people go, well, man, you don't feel bad. Like you're taking jobs away from people in America. And my response is like, people in America aren't my calling. Yeah. God called me to love all people. Yeah. Not just people that look like me and have the mm-hmm. same color skin. And and so I love that we're growing a company in America that is making an impact for generations to come on the literal other side of the world. Right. And I get to hire them all for all the things I suck at. No, that's really cool. And you so, know, not to go too deep into this, but uh, can you share like how are you finding these people and what's the hack to go like if someone yeah. wanted to u- utilize yep. VAs, whether it's the ones in the Philippines or even like in America, what, what resources would you recommend? So, anybody listening, if you if you have questions, you know my contact info will be somewhere around where you're listening to this. So please reach out to me. But we use a website called OnlineJobs.ph. And so essentially it's like a hiring platform for the Philippines. And and then the 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 key to our success has been we force people when we put up a job search, we tell them in the in the requirements that to be considered, you have to send us a video of yourself talking about what skill sets you bring to the table and why you think you'd be a great fit in our company. And so whenever we put a job search out, we'll get 50 applicants. Three of them will actually send a video. So I don't even touch the other 47. And then I watch those three videos. Typically, we we interview three max, probably one or mm-hmm. two. And we just had to let go of our first employee from the Philippines mm-hmm. in over two years of doing this. And and I think it's because we require that video. Yeah. And so, you know, it just tells you if they're even willing to follow directions. And and so that's our process. So, you know, you didn't really say this, but you did say it. Uh, we're talking about capacity and potential here. So one of the things you're saying about if you want to increase your own capacity and potential, you, you've got to rely on others to yes. help you do this. So some of you are you're sitting around and you're trying to figure out, how do I go about doing this? And how do I go about doing that? And how do I do this? And what you really need to be thinking about is, who are the people that I can put in my circle that can help me to increase my capacity. In fact, I'm going to give credit where credit's due on that uh, being top of mind for me right now. Dan Sullivan over at Strategic Coach, he's got a book, and the title really tells you almost all you need to know about the concept. The title of the book is Who Not How. Mm. And that speaks to me so much because, look, I'm a country boy from Louisiana. I'm not supposed to be living the life that I'm living, but God has just blessed me, and it's incredible, the luxuries and the lifestyle we get to have. Uh, but, But part of my country boy roots, and even in some ways us just being in a poor community, is our mindset was if you got a problem or you have something that needs to get done, well, you just roll up your sleeves and you figure it out. You go troubleshoot it. You yeah. go wiggle the thing around. You got to do what you got to do, but you it's, it's a do-it-yourself mindset. And part of how I built business was on that uh, grit and elbow grease and sweat of the brow. And there is something to uh, problem solving and finding solutions. Yeah. At the exact same time, when you reach a certain level where if you're going to go to the next level – you got to evolve into it's not how can I do this, it's who can I, you know, who, yeah. how can I create a win win situation with a who that is going to help me get there? Does that make sense? Yeah, dude. Yeah, and that's it. And I, I just am like, you know, so my coaching company that launches next month, man, being a solo entrepreneur, it's not fun. Right. Not for me anyway. I love the camaraderie of having a partner, I love a little less pressure mm-hmm. because it's not all on me. And, and so, I think for some people, you might want to consider. My dad just did this in his roofing company. He he let a, a guy buy in as a as a part owner because I'd rather have fifty percent of a bigger thing than a hundred percent of a smaller thing. Yeah, and and so I think some people just need to let their ego get out of the way and realize that it may be that counterpart that is going to be the greatest, you know, 
opportunity for you to grow. Uh, I love it, man. They may know something you don't. They may be better at it than you they are. They do but know something egos, you don't. Definitely, right? sure. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to do a shameless plug here. So we're on the Improver Network podcast, and a lot of you know about our network and our membership offerings. A lot of you know about Improver Coach, uh, where I will go and do keynote and workshops and work with your team, uh, our individuals. But what you may not know is we also have Improver Investments. And what you're talking about is exactly what we're doing with Improver Investments. We're finding small businesses and solopreneurs and people who are like, man, I need a little help. I need some coaching. I need some support. I maybe even need some capital. And we'll invest our own cash into their businesses and then coach them along the way to help them make the changes that they need to make to go to the next level. And we just know of all of the stories that are going to be coming where there's going to be complete uh, life change and generation change as a result. So you're really affirming uh, this journey for us with Improver Investments. It's like the Improver Shark Tank. Yeah, there you go. You're your own Shark Tank. (laughs) That's right, man. Maybe one day we'll have like multiple uh, investors. You know, we have our own uh, version of it. Uh, We'll be a little bit less ruthless, though. I so love yeah, that. <laughs> that's fun. Well, cool, man. Well, any other uh, books or podcasts or resources you would really like to point people to, uh, just to encourage them, or, or things that you feel like have helped you to reach your potential and make the impact you're making? Yeah, my my favorite book of all time is called "Steal Like an Artist," and it's a little book. It's got pictures in it, which I love, and. It's fascinating to me because it forces you to be a creative because this author literally wrote this book for starving artists. Mm. That's who he wrote it for. But the moment I read it, I went, oh my gosh, every entrepreneur needs to read this book. And if they can see through that his examples are obviously like art-based, but one one of my favorite quote of all time is on page eight of this book where he quotes a French writer that says, everything that needs to be said has already been said, but since no one was listening, everything needs to be said again. Mm. And I just love the practicality of that. Yeah. You know, what should I do today? The same thing that worked last week. The same thing that worked two days ago. Right. Like, I think we're so quick to like, we get bored and then we, we want to be original, and so then we want to try to do something new mm-hmm. when it's like, no, just keep saying what you've always said, keep going, keep moving forward, and dude, I've I probably read that book eight times. Awesome, yeah. And I lead groups through it. I, I have a whole class devoted to it because it is just so full of just knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb. That just punches you square in the mouth. So, Love it, man. Well, if we kind of bridge our last two, uh, the last topic in this one that we were just discussing, uh, the solopreneur, uh, you may have heard it said that they're the CEO at the beginning, they're the chief everything officer. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. But for another quote that we can kind of bring in is this idea of a good CEO is really a chief repeating officer. And that's really what we're saying. If you want to reach your potential and your capacity, you got to move from that chief everything officer mindset to the CEO being a chief repeating officer where you're just keeping the vision out front. You've got a message that you've been given. You've got a purpose and you just got to live that repeatedly and consistently. And that's really the way to maximize your impact and reach your potential. So, so true. Yep. Yeah. I was complaining two weeks ago to my mentor because I spoke at an event with that, that had 250 businesses represented, like large businesses that can all afford to pay me what I'd love to be paid to speak for them, right? All that stuff. And I was complaining in our at our breakfast because none of them have reached out to me yet. Mm. And he goes, how many times have you been in front of them? Oh, the one time that you spoke there? <laughs> Why on earth do you think you're going to reap success after one attempt at anything? Yeah. That's not how life works. And I was like, gosh, dang it. Yeah. You know, you're right. Sure. And 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 we just don't we just don't understand, I don't think. At least we don't give it the power of just the way our minds are constantly being mm-hmm. forced in in other directions. Right, because in one moment you can be watching TV, 
while your wife is asking you to do something. Then one of the kids runs in, and then you got a notification from Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, an email. Mm-hmm. I mean, your mind was literally pulled in 10 different directions yeah. in a span of four seconds. And so this is why we've got to have that repetition. Yes. Because otherwise, we'll blame ourselves like, man, I just didn't do a good enough job speaking. Yeah. When they loved it, and if I'd follow up with any of them, they'd probably all say yes. Have I followed up with them yet? Right. No, I I haven't, right? So that's something that I need to be better at. But that's our struggle. Sure. Is just that, is that consistency. Well, and I can tell you that you spoke something into my life, and I don't even, I think it was actually uh, through your social media, so I don't even know if we've ever discussed this or not. I don't even remember if this was how long ago it was, but I know it became a paradigm shift for me in, in a certain area of my life. And the the quote was something to the effect of, uh, people are not telling you no, they're not rejecting you, they're not passing up on your product or services for somebody else, they're just forgetting you exist. Right. And uh, you may have said that multiple times, but one of those times you said it, it just really uh, hit me, and I think that's part of what you're saying here, too, yeah. is that like people just forget. And look, as an improver, some of our, sometimes our inner critic, again, is louder than other personality types, and we tend to think, oh, the reason they haven't bought tickets to my Legacy Summit yet is because they looked at it and they thought it looked horrible or it was too expensive right. or whatever. It's and the speakers. Actually, it's the speakers. It's the location. It's the this. And in actuality, it's just they looked at it and they thought, oh, that looks cool. And then they got interrupted and then they just never got around to it. Right. And so we have to we have to remind them. And I'll do another shameless plug for the Working Genius. It's one of my certifications, so and I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, there's actually a book release next week from Patrick Lencioni on uh, the six types of working genius. In fact, I don't always do this on the podcast, but I'll do this one here. Regardless of when you're listening to this, if you're the first person that uh, emails support at improver.network, support at improver.network, say, hey, give me the book. Like I'll give you that working genius book for free. It's coming out next week. Uh, I'm ordering a ton of copies, and I'd be happy to gift you one. It's a great, great concept. But one of the things I love that he speaks about in this book and in this program is, is that a lot of times we go straight from ideation to implementation. So we get a good idea, and we just want to go, let's get it done. And there's a middle phase in it that you got to give some time and emphasis to. And that middle phase is the activation phase where you give it time for people to learn about it. You give it time for people to buy in, get excited, get enthusiastic about it. And uh, I know at least, I think it was one of your geniuses when we did your report a while back. I think, I know it was galvanizing. And that's really what you do so well. You come in and you galvanize, you get excitement and energy and enthusiasm. And people don't give that enough value and they don't give it enough time because it just it takes more than one time to get excitement and enthusiasm. Yeah. So. Well, and most people aren't early adopters. Yeah. Right. So very few people, like I'm one of those people that are like, oh, you don't even know if that'll work. I'll try it. Yeah. Like I just love <laughs> the 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 opportunity for something to be cool. Yeah. Also at the expense of it being terrible. But most people are going to go, Justin. I love your Improver Network. It seems cool. But I'm gonna let it play out for a year yeah, or so and kind of see is it gonna pitter out? Right. Are y'all gonna actually grow and turn this into something? Mm-hmm. And and so we just have to be understanding of that. That like you're gonna need to pull in your galvanizing first for a year, mm-hmm. even though it's not your greatest strength, to really fire people up because they're gonna need that repetition because they want to say yes, but the pushback in them. Right, that fear of the unknown Mm -hmm. is too strong for a lot of people. Yeah, man, good stuff. Well, as we get ready to wrap up, is there anything that like you wish we would have talked about uh, today, or is there a message or or something you want to impart to the audience that you feel like we didn't get to in this topic, Um, or did we kind of cover it all? You feel pretty good. Think people are encouraged, and I feel great. Yeah, but I mean, you know me, (laughs) and just like like I can talk for ten hours. Right. So don't open up Pandora's box if you're not ready. Hey, man, do we want to do the Joe Rogan format one day? We'll just go with the multi-hour long. (laughs) No, because it. You know, so let's just say we're good. Okay, we we could do another hour, but we'll save that for another. Another well, cool, episode. man. Well, hey, we appreciate you being on. I know some of our people would like to connect with you, and there's somebody out there that they, they want to get a speaker in that has been to Athens 
Georgia. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, know? you leave out that part. <laughs> yeah, they want to get a speaker in who's who's going around the country and around the world and uh, really encouraging people and making an impact. And so if someone wants to connect with you, maybe they want to find more about the new academy that you're launching or about your services. Uh, I know you've got like a ton of ways that people can yeah. connect, but what would be the main ways that people could find you online and, and get in touch with you? Coach Kyle Draper, everywhere on social. KyleDraper.com is my website. Uh, and I will say, Justin, that this summer I spoke in Curacao, ah. which is right off the coast of Venezuela. So technically, I don't need Athens, uh, Georgia. You're international I mean, already. I, I'm technically international. <laughs> but Athens sounds cooler than Curacao. So Are I'm you going to start saying your company is global, too, because you've got these Philippine uh, workers? You know, I, probably so. <laughs> We're a global company. <laughs> I think I might just ta- change my, my social handle to global Kyle Draper. Global. <laughs> Global coach. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what a ton of fun. Uh, if you guys want to check out some of the resources we mentioned, including Kyle's contact information, you can see the links there. Of course, if there's anything that we can do to help you out, just reach out to us at the Improver Network. And until then, we hope that you will stay good and keep getting better. Catch you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening to this production of the Improver Network podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch future episodes. For more information about the Improver Network, visit us online at improver.network. That's www.improver.network. And connect with us on social. Until next time, keep getting better.